Welcome into the MCM DFS Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Joe Grassi, and we're back for another week, week 15 of the NFL, and we're excited and ready to go for another week. If you listened last week, we uh, pretty much a lot of hits more than misses on our on our picks. Uh, I think at least 80% of our picks have been right on the money, and that's what we'd like to see. We try to make you money for those that are listening at home. So on this week's podcast, we're going to give you your high price guys. We're going to give you your bargain bins, the guys to stay away from. We're going to give it to you all, and uh, we'll get into it now. But first, I just want to address one thing from last week, which I did not mention, which I probably should have. I gave you guys like James Conner and Emmanuel Sanders, who both did not play last week. Just make sure when you make these lineups, you check to see the injury reports for these guys. If they don't play... Look for their backups because still, it's still a good matchup. For example, Jalen Samuels, who went in for James Conner, had a great matchup. I think he finished with 15 fantasy points, had a great day, and he was facing Oakland. So, you know what? Look for those guys because then it it can help you put money into other positions. Uh, I can't say the same about Cortland Sutton. That did uh, not work out too well. No, 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 no. With that being said, let's get into those big money plays. These are your living the high life players. Straight cash. Ah, this is the life. Give me the cash. All right. One little note is the fact that uh, there's a lot of primetime games. It's a weird schedule this week because we have two Saturday games, the Thursday game, the Monday game, and obviously your Sunday game. So for me, for my lineups, for both FanDuel and DraftKings, I'm going to pick at least between the Saturday and Sunday games, if not the Thursday through Sunday games. I'm probably not going to do the Monday or or Sunday night games. So if you're looking for those picks, you can message me. If you're looking for any questions, I'll answer them. Uh, So out this week from primetime, if you're deciding to choose from the Thursday, Monday, or Sunday night games is Chargers Chiefs, Saints Panthers, Eagles Rams. I am going to include some Chargers Chiefs picks in here because, like I said, I will be doing the Thursday and Saturday games. So with that being said, for the first big money play for quarterback, because that's where we're starting off, as we always do, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Eight games where he's had 19 fantasy points or more this season. No Connor again, which means he's going to be throwing all day. I know he got banged up at the end of the game. Actually, in the middle of the game, came back in towards the end last week against Oakland. Did pretty well when he did come back in. He expects to play this week. I wouldn't be surprised. It's a big game for them. They need to win to stay pace in the playoff race. And like I said, they are at home, which is where where Big Ben thrives. Uh, He faced the Pats last year at home as well, so you can get kind of an idea. 22 for 30, 281 yards, two touchdowns, one interception in that game. He's had at least a touchdown in every game against New England in the the past five contests. So I like him to do pretty good because I think the over-under will be high for Vegas in this one. And then Phillip Rivers, we're going to run it back again. I know he didn't do great last week, only 12 points. I know, I know, who would have thought? But I think he bounces back this week on Thursday night. Huge game for both teams. This is going to not only decide the division, but could decide eventually who will get into the Super Bowl. Because this has home field advantage implications in this game. And not only that, but obviously, like I said, the division. So, Phil Burbers last year against Kansas City, 424 yards, three touchdowns in that one, and an interception. He was 34 for 51 in that game. That was... 
It was huge, huge. Uh, Chiefs significantly worse since then. Fourth most receiving yards this season to opposing quarterbacks at fourth most passing yards. Look, it's a very different Kansas City defense compared from this year to last year. There were some big pieces, but veteran pieces last year. Not so much this year. I know that they are going to get their safety back this week in Eric Berry, who we all know is a huge difference maker, but I don't think it's going to be tremendous enough to stop Rivers. I think Rivers is going to have a very good day. So that's a guy I like to look out for. Running backs, I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon again if he's back. The Kansas City Chiefs have given up the eighth most yards to opposing running backs. And obviously he's just a monster. So there's that. And Saquon Barkley, the goddess of thighs, the sultan of squats. 170 yards on the ground, one touchdown, and four catches for 27 yards, 27 fantasy points this week. I think Saquon Barkley, just from a fantasy perspective, let's take out the DFS part of it. I think he said, um, he planted his flag and said, for all you fantasy players out there, when you go into draft next year, remember me. Because he cemented himself as possibly the number one pick. Uh, To me at this point, it's between him and Gurley, and it's really close. These last few games might prove to be the push for him to number one if he isn't there already. Faces the Titans this week who have given up the fourth least yards to running backs, least amount of touchdowns with four. So why should you play him? I think there's a couple reasons here. I know you're like concerned. Listen, one thing that you have to remember from these DFS lineups is the fact of owner percentage. There's going to be teams that look at these stats and say, oh, well, Titans are good against running backs. I should stay away from Barkley this week. Yes, he does ca- ca- carry some inherent risk. But these are some of the defense he's gone up against this year. The Eagles, who have given up the least amount of yards to opposing running backs. He had over 30 points in that matchup. Against Washington, he had at least 19 fantasy points. Chicago, 17. Dallas, 24. Carolina, 28. These are all... Top 10 defenses against running backs. So I'm not overly concerned. I think there is some risk. I think there is a possibility where he doesn't score. But he's going to rack up that yardage. And if not, for PPR purposes, for both fantasy and DFS because it's half point, he's going to get catches in this game. He's going to rack up the receiving yards too. So I'm not overly concerned. It might Him in your lineup, like I said, because someone is going to stray away, might push you ahead of other guys. And then another guy I like is Joe Mixon, facing the Raiders' defense, who's not great. And there's really not many options there now in Cincinnati with Andy Dalton gone, A.J. Green gone. Really, there's only Tyler Boyd, John Ross, and Joe Mixon. So I think the game script will heavily involve Joe Mixon. Let's move on to wide receivers. Guys I love at at the price. I I, I love, love, love Tyree Kill and Keenan Allen in in this game. It's a clash of the Titans. Like I said, division is on the line. It's going to be a high over under for Vegas. These guys are going to score. It's going to be back and forth, almost like that Rams and Chiefs game. I don't know if it's going to be quite like that. I don't think it's going to get up to that score, but I think both teams are going to score pretty well and pretty high. So I, I like both guys a lot. Antonio Brown, Got hurt during last year's game against New England. Missed that one. But in 2016, faced him twice. 7 for 76 and 7 for 106 when he did face him. Big game for the Steelers for playoffs uh, positioning. Uh, Same for the Pats. Pats just lost a big game against Miami, so they're going to come out hard too. 
Pats third in yards allowed, fifth in touchdowns allowed to opposing receivers. I love Tony Brown. Really like Juju Smith-Schuster, who seems to be ben, Big Ben, Big Ben's guy. Wow, I am really having trouble with his name today. And then the last one I like. This is a Saturday game, so keep note if you're looking for him. If you don't have that Saturday matchup, that's why you can't find him. DeAndre Hopkins, who faces the New York Jets. I, do, do I have to say more? I mean, this guy is like elite as elite can be. But if you're looking for more, if you need more of a reason, receivers that the Jets have faced this year, Jarvis Landry, 8 for 108. Demarius Thomas, 5 for 105 and a touchdown. Adam Thielen, 9 for 110 and a touchdown. Robert Foster, in two games against the Jets, had over 100 yards in both games. Julian Edelman, 4 for 84. Tawan Taylor, 3 for 104. The Jets have given up the fifth most receiving touchdowns allowed this season to opposing wide receivers. Hopkins, if, if you have one of those Saturday lineups, should absolutely be in your lineup. In fact, I think he is going to finish the number one wide receiver in fantasy over Hill, over Allen, over AB. I think it's going to be Hopkins. He's going to destroy them. Now, let's move on to tight ends. If you listened to the podcast last week, you would know that I hate this position. It's decrepit. It's debilitated. It's another D word that downtrodden. Oh, I hate this position. I hate it. I hate it. But you know what? This week, I love it. There's so many good players, not only that you have to pay high for, and then there's there's a couple that you can pay low for. But for the high ones, Travis Kelsey. Uh, oof. You, you cannot miss with this one. The last three weeks, 17, 33, and 24 fantasy points. He's been the primary beneficiary since the Kareem Hunt release. They've been going to him constantly, even more than Tyreek Hill, even more than Spencer Ware, even more than Chris Conley, and I'm sure that'll be the same with Kelvin Benjamin and Sammy Watkins when they come back. Kelsey has been a monster. I don't necessarily like the matchup so much because charges have been pretty decent against tight ends but again it's gonna be high over under there's gonna be a lot of points thrown up there i'm would be willing to bet that kelsey is going to be one of those guys another guy i like jared cook from the oakland raiders facing the Bengals. he scored in three of his last four games the Bengals defense has been atrocious he's had back-to-back 100 yard games receiving and he's had at least 10 fantasy points in all four games. I think that's a guy you can um, you can be safe with. And the guy I love out of all of these tight ends. And a guy I'm trying to get in my lineup to pair with Hopkins. Rob Gronkowski. And I know those are out there that are listening and say, I'm not playing Gronk. Okay, he's been more miss than hit this season. He's been injury prone. I get it. I get it. He's had two of his last three games where he, he's looked good, and you're a little afraid still because of the, the horrible season that he's had. But 20 fantasy points against Miami last week, and he's facing Pittsburgh. In case you're wondering, the last three games that he's faced Pittsburgh, 9 for 168, no touchdowns. 4 for 93, a touchdown. 5 for 94, three touchdowns. History's going to repeat itself. He's going to score this week. So I love Rob Rob Gronkowski. Wow. I'm just going to call him Rob. I love Rob this week, okay? So, hey, I think with a big game on the line, he's going to score again. He's going to get you fantasy points. Pay up for him. You're going you're gonna to thank me. And then the stack of the week. Now, there was a couple different choices here. Obviously, 
I liked a lot of Kansas City and uh, Chargers players as well. Now, usually the stack is focused on all players from one team in one matchup. So that's why that's one reason why I didn't take them. And I think also also because of the fact that the Thursday game, not everybody's going to play in them. I wanted a Sunday game where people could get more involved. So my stack of the week is Vikings versus Dolphins. Look, it's been bad for the Vikings lately. It's been bad for Kirk Cousins. But the Dolphins are giving up the six most passing touchdowns to opposing quarterbacks. This is where they bounce back. If there was any time for them to bounce back, it's right now. They need to stay pace in the playoffs. Right now they have the sixth seed. They already lost the fifth seed to Seattle. If they lose this game, it's going to look real murky if somebody jumps ahead of them. Maybe it's the Panthers. Maybe it's, you know, maybe the, the, the Packers tie, and, and then it's a little bit more murky of the waters. Who knows? It's, it's really close in the NFC for that sixth seed, and obviously fifth seed if Seattle falls as well. Dalvin Cook, he's had really three really great games in the past three weeks since he's been back, since uh, getting off that injury. And it, the Miami Dolphins have given up the six most rushing touchdowns, third most receptions, and second most receiving touchdowns to opposing running backs. Dalvin Cook is a dual-threat running back. So he's going to help in both categories. He looked great against Seattle. <clears throat> Got that garbage time touchdown for you guys and uh, for me as well. I have to say I won because of that because I was about to lose with about 2 minutes and 40 seconds in my matchup. Davin Cook said, hold on a second. Let me help you out there, bud. So I think he's going to help you guys out this week. If you do play him, I'm going to try to fit him in my lineups. Thielen Diggs, the Dolphins have actually been pretty good against wide receivers which is kind of deceiving. I think most of that is from the fact of A, earlier in the season they were a lot better, and B, the Xavier Howard situation. So Howard's been banged up. I don't know how he's going to look this week. I'm not sure he w- who he would cover. He doesn't really cover the slot, so I'm assuming it's going to be Stephon Diggs, which lowers his value a little bit, but Diggs has had some pretty bad match- matchups in the last few weeks and still been able to be very productive except last night, so I would temper expectations a little bit for Diggs, but Thielen, I think he's good to go. He probably will have a really good game, and Kyle Rudolph. The Miami Dolphins have given up the second most touchdowns and yards and given up the most receptions to tight ends at the position. Kirk Cousins and Kyle Rudolph have kind of started to mesh a little bit. He hasn't been, he hasn't had a huge breakout game. Could come this week. I like him a lot if you want to go cheaper. I didn't put him in the bargain bin section just because he was in the stack. But I like him a lot if you want to go cheaper there. I still I still think Gronk is better in my opinion. I think you need to pay up for Gronk. But if you want to afford more for other positions, that's a guy to go with. Now let's get to your bargain bins. No, I'm, I'm simply saying that life uh, finds a way. So in case you're wondering from the drop, your bargain bins are the the really cheap players at each position that I think that could be home runs for you because when you make these lineups, you're going to pay up for high-priced players like your Deshaun Watsons, your DeAndre Hopkins, your Rob Gronkowski's, your Phillip Rivers. You're going to pay up for these guys and you're going to have to allocate money to other positions, so you're going to have to go cheap at some places. And this is where you really make the money. This really puts you ahead of other players that you go up against. And obviously, for fantasy purposes, these are guys that maybe you're thinking about, well, should I play this guy or that guy? And maybe I can help you out with some of these stats. So 
Let's go with our first one, and I just mentioned him, Deshaun Watson. He's facing the Jets. Tough loss against the Colts. It was a big game for the division. They needed this win to stay above in the AFC South. They still are, but the Colts are gaining up on them. Colts are doing really well. Listen, Watson's a mobile quarterback. The Jets have given up at least 20 fantasy points fantasy points to both Marcus Mariota and Josh Allen in the last two weeks. Those are both mobile quarterbacks. He's a very good passer. Uh, Hopkins is going to score points, which means he's going to score points. I could see this being a similar outing to when he faced the Colts earlier in the season where Watson had a huge game. I think that's a possibility. Another guy I like, Dak Prescott. The Colts, it's a deceiving situation where you see it and you're going, oh, well, it's not the greatest matchup stat-wise. The Colts have given up a ton of points. They're really losing in that category. They're really starting to climb up in the stats in terms of giving up touchdowns allowed, yards allowed, racking up the points. So I think Dak Prescott could be good. I think there's a little bit, little, little expectations tempered after last week because it was a huge game from Mari Cooper. I don't know if Mari Cooper is going to have... 50 points again. But I think Prescott's going to have a really good game. Derek Carr. I actually really like Derek Carr. He's played really well of late, surprisingly, after John Gruden traded everybody away. He's facing the Bengals. He's dirt cheap, facing a terrible defense. You can stack him with one of our high-priced guys if you want. Like I said, Jared Cook. And when you stack a guy, just in case you guys are wondering, that's going to put you up against... Because there's going to be some players that have that same guy. So if you, for example, you might have Derek Carr and maybe somebody has Derek Cook but doesn't have Derek Carr. If Derek Carr throws a touchdown to Derek Cook, now you go up against you go up higher against guys who didn't have Carr and Cook in their line. It's just just an idea, and it's the same for any other player, any other position you want to stack a stack up with in terms of wide receiver and quarterback, tight end and quarterback, whatever. Carr has been terrific last two weeks, 24 and 19 fantasy points, at least two t- two touchdowns and 280 yards in his last two games. Wow, John Gruden might not trade him. Congratulations, <laughs> Derek Carr. You're there for the long run. Good luck. And uh, let's move over to running backs, the next position. Get the primetime matchups out of the way. Let's start off with Ware versus the Chargers. They've given up the second most yards to opposing running backs. He's been pretty much matchup proof though since he faced, or at least it seems that way, since he faced the Ravens last week. Tyreek is a little hobbled. Watkins is hurt. Now, I know he was held out of practice today. I still expect him to play, but you want to check before game time. So don't forget if you're going to put him in your lineup. Another one is a Saturday game, Lamar Miller. The Jets have given up the seventh most touchdowns to opposing running backs on the ground and second most receiving touchdowns as well. So, he's a good option. But I want to get into some of these Sunday games, like I said, in case you guys, because a lot that's where the biggest slate is. So, so I want to help you guys out that are just going to do strictly the Sunday matchups and going to stay clear of the primetime matchups, which is fine. You still can get solid production from some of these guys. And one guy I like is Jalen Samuels, who's dirt cheap. Look, the New England Patriots are pretty good against running backs this year. I get that. On the ground. Receiving-wise, not so much. So if Connor plays, obviously Connor trumps Jalen Samuels. Don't even put him in your lineup. But if it's going to be Samuels, if Connor's out again, which it looks like, he was 7 for 64 against Oakland this past week. In terms of receptions, he was 11 for 28 on the ground. So I do like Samuels somewhat. The uh, New England Patriots 
are second in receiving yards allowed to opposing running backs. So Samuels could be a guy you could put in cheaply, be able to afford maybe Gronkowski. May, I'm, I'm going to push that issue. I want you guys to play Rob Gronkowski this week. He's going to make it great for you. You're going to have fun. Don't you want to have fun? I sure do, especially that position. I hate that position. And then another guy I like is the man of the hour, Derrick Henry. Look, I, talk, I talked to you guys last week about how the Giants, since trading away Damon Harrison, how they have just faltered completely and fell off against opposing running backs. Didn't really happen last week, and that's what happens when Mark Sanchez is your quarterback. I think that's a different story this week. He faced Jacksonville last week, and we all know what Derrick Henry did, had in, having a 50-point outing. He's 6,100 on FanDuel. He's 5,000 on DraftKings. He had 17 carries, 238 yards, and four touchdowns this week. He will not have that same production, but I think he will have a good game. I think he'd be well worth the price, and I think you should fit him in your lineups with confidence. Now, let's move over to wide receivers, my favorite position. And we're going to run it back again with Julian Edelman. He had 19 fantasy points last game. He's been a model of consistency like I told you guys last week. He's had at least 15 fantasy points in every outing he's had. The Steelers are tied for the 7th most touchdowns given up to opposing receivers at 14. Gordon's going to get the Joe Hayden treatment in this one, which leaves Edelman and Gronkowski wide open. See, I'm just tossing the name out again. So I like Edelman a lot. Amari Cooper, my man. I was going to lose my fantasy matchup, and you saved me, you beautiful angel. The way he's playing, you have to play him. And for some reason, on FanDuel, they still have not given him the respect that he he is due. Put some respect on this man's name. 6,600 on FanDuel. And 7,500 on DraftKings, which is a little disappointing because DraftKings kind of woke up to that. I, I think you have to play him. We talked about Dak before. Jarvis Landry. I hate this pick because it's really the, he's really the reason why we have our next segment coming up. But he's facing Denver, who has a beat-up secondary. Chris Harris is probably going to miss this game, which means, as we saw against the San Francisco 49ers, this is not the same Denver secondary anymore. I guess if you really want to take the risk, he could have another good game. It just scares the hell out of me, I'll be honest with you. And then my favorite of all the cheap options, because he's cheap on both. I don't know why. Tyler Lockett, who's 6,700 on FanDuel and 62 on DraftKings, even cheaper. Lockett, has sco- Lockett has, hasn't scored in only three games so far this season. And last time he faced San Francisco, he had 13 fantasy points. Could have more this game, who knows? Either way, I think he gets around that. I think that's his floor. I think his floor is about 12, 13 points. So the ceiling is is pretty high for Tyler Lockett with Russell Wilson playing at such an elite level right now. So that's a guy I really like. And then last but not least, my favorite position, tight end. Yay. <sighs> I like two guys, I guess. I know I mentioned Rudolph before, but these are a couple other guys I like. David Njoku faces Denver. We saw George Kittle completely torch Denver this past week. So I think Njoku could be, he could do well. I know he didn't really hit last week. I told you guys he could be a cheap option. This is why we have this this segment because not all these guys are going to hit. These are guys we are willing to take a chance on. These are the bargain bins. These are the, the lost and found, donated. And you know what? We're going to take home and see what we got from them. 
So that's one. Cameron Bray is another one. He had two catches, 12 yards, two scores last week. That's where he really made his money. I think he he's not going to get a lot of yards this game. I don't think he's going to get a lot of catches this game, but I think he does score in this one. So that'll at least put some points in your lineup as well. The Ravens, the fourth most touchdowns given up to tight ends this week, like I said. Mike Evans is going to be is going to be covered in this one. So I think he does score here. So I think he is a good option if you need to go cheap at the position. Now let's move on to our next segment. These are your dead man walking. And in case you couldn't tell from the drop, your dead man walking, these are your zombies in your lineup. These are guys that are going to hurt you in the end. You think you're safe, but you're not. So our first zombie, our first dead man walking at the quarterback position, Aaron Rodgers. Yes, he had a good game last week, but he faced Atlanta. Atlanta's defense isn't great. It's banged up. He travels to Chicago this week. He faced him in week one. He got hurt, remember? And he came back in, and, and then he was successful. This is a different Chicago team. It was a great defense then. It's gotten better since then. And not only that, but the offense has gotten better too. I think he's going to struggle. He struggled against the Cardinals. He struggled against Minnesota. He even struggled against Miami. So I I would not play Aaron Rodgers. I'd be very scared to play a lot of these Packers options this week. He is a dead man walking. And now running backs. David Johnson killed my fantasy year. And you're probably salivating over this matchup because he's facing Atlanta. Don't. It's fool's gold. The last three weeks, he hasn't scored, and he ran for 49, 69, and 63 yards. Atlanta now has actually gotten better in terms of the run. Now they are the sixth least yards given up and third least amount of touchdowns allowed to opposing running backs. I don't think you should play him this week. Like I said, I told you last week he was going to struggle against the Lions. I think he's going to struggle against the Falcons again this week. So do not play David Johnson. And also, all the Pats running backs. I, I don't like any of them. And the reason being, the Pittsburgh Steelers, bottom 15 yards allowed, touchdowns, top four. But I'm not taking the bait. I'm not taking the bait. You know why? Because we don't know who's going to get the, the rock. We don't know who's going to get the goal line carries. We don't know who's going to get the main carries. We're assuming it's only Michelle, especially after last week. But Michelle didn't score. You know why? Because Devlin again. And obviously, Rex Burkhead is thrown into that mix. It's very murky. I think one of them is going to score, but who knows who that is. Don't take the chance on this guy. In actual fantasy, if you're listening, I'd be scared to play him too. I have Sony Michelle. I'm probably going to try to get a better option if I can. So all the Pats running backs, they're all dead men walking in New England. And then wide receiver. I got two for you. T.Y. Hilton against Dallas. Dallas defense has been on fire. They are bottom 10. In yards allowed to opposing receivers, I'm a little worried there. I think this could be a very big game for Eric Ebron. Not so much really for T.Y. Hilton. They have given up the second most touchdowns allowed, so maybe he does get in the end zone at least. But I'd be a little, I'd be afraid the way this Dallas defense has been playing. And in fact, the whole de- the whole team itself as a whole. So I would I would try to stay away from steer away from him. I'm having a real big problem today. Bear with me. We're almost done. And Mike Evans is another guy I'd be scared of. Facing the number one ranked defense, the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know if Mike Evans is going to have a great game. I don't even think Jameis Winston will have a great game. So any players from the Tampa Bay, I would temper expectations. And in DFS, I would stay clear. 
from Mike Evans. Because you know why? Because he's a dead man walking. And then last but not least, tight end. I love this part because <laughs> I hate tight ends. So at least I get to um, bash them a little bit. So speaking of tight ends, this is this is gonna scare some of you. You're gonna be a little bit you're gonna be a little bit thrown off. George Kittle is my dead man walking. The reason why is he had 210 yards last week. He's not gonna have that again this week. That was just uh, insane. It was a miracle. It was out of this world. And Seattle giving up only the third least amount of touchdowns to tight ends and bottom ten in yards and receptions allowed to the position. I don't. I think he could have a decent game. I don't think he's going to have a huge game. So if you pay up for DFS, you're going to be very disappointed. If you play him in your lineup, listen, fantasy is a little bit different. You're not going to have as many good options, especially at tight end. So obviously you have to play him. But this week, unfortunately, he's a dead man walking. Now, before we close off this podcast, we have our favorite segment, my favorite segment, a segment that we used to have a long time ago. We brought it back last week. It's here to stay. And that is this week's Who Is You Player of the Week. In case you're wondering from that drop, Who Is You Player of the Week is basically a player we've never heard of that had a great game. And this week's player is Robert Foster of the Buffalo Bills. Seven catches for 104 yards this past game against the New York Jets. Another big game against the Jets for him. Undrafted free agent, wide receiver, Alabama this season. So Robert Foster, congratulations. You are this week's Who Is You Player of the Week. Last but not least, I'm going to close out today's show by reminding you all you can check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. I'm going to try to get these episodes on iTunes You can also check us out on our Facebook and Instagram pages where we post all different things. Give us a like, give us a share, give us a follow. If you have any comments on any players that I didn't mention and you want to ask any questions, fantasy or DFS related, let me know. I'll help you out. Send us a message, send us a comment, whatever the case is. And remember, we're going to close out this podcast just the way we always do on our other podcast. If it's not Metro City, it's going to be mental. Good luck this weekend.